welcome to the Aging Millennials Podcast. Test those levels. Looks pretty good. Isn't Sounds it? good to me. Yeah, nice and crisp. You're a little bit louder than I am. Am I? Yeah. I'm gonna just. Am I too close to the mic? Push me up a little bit. Hello. Oh yes. Sounds nice. Oh yes. Nice and. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. All right, let's just jump right into it. Excuse me, sir. Would you like another Diet Coke? Yes, I would. I would like several. Sir, that's your third Diet Coke in five minutes. Sir, calm down. <laughs> it's diet. It doesn't have caffeine in it. <laughs> sir, it does. It's sugar-free. I'm not sure Don't that... tell me my business. I'm not sure that's a healthy level of aspartamine. I'm having a Negro Modelo. Negro Modelo. Poured into a nice... Do you do, do you feel kind of racist when you say the name of that beer, or not really? I know I know it's not racist, but it, it's That's, even suggesting that <laughs> is racist. That like, <laughs> are you serious? No, no. I Negro mean, it's a joke. Is it's a black joke. in Spanish. It's a Mexican beer. I understand, but whenever that that sort of you know that syllable exchange goes, you know the uh, ne- negro, negro. Um. Yeah. Uh, that's a. No, you're not. I, I think it all, not, depends not touching con- that. it all depends on the context. Yeah, obviously it's just a word, you know. You know. But there's you a lot. Can't, you can't eliminate the word black from the Spanish language. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm but just, it sounds like you are. I'm just trying to acknowledge it's. It's, it's like you're me tooing the word <laughs> ne- negro. And welcome to 2020. You know what the difference, I think, <laughs> is, is the E. How the, the e is enunciated. Well, it's the same. It's the same as the, uh, you know, the whole, you know, if you put er at, you know, there, it's all about how you say it in the end. You know, words are about how you say it, and how you mean it. There are some words that you just don't say. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Well, not everybody gets that memo. No. Well, I mean, that polite company doesn't say. Yeah, I there was this thing on Netflix uh, that came out is like this review of 2020, like it's a, supposed to be a mock thing, like because oh, 2020 was such a disaster. I'm sure, year. it got raving reviews. It, it it was not that funny. Uh, it was it was not uh, to me. It it's funny to me. Comedy walks the line now of this performative wokeness, like of lampooning it, but also catering to it. You know what I mean? It walks this weird line now. Comedy is so mostly weird. Like the edge has been, they they try to put a, a woke edge on things, but you know it what? It can't though? be edgy if good, it's woke. Not the good stuff. I mean, well, right. I mean, if you, you the best two comedians that. in the land currently, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, and Dave Chappelle. Sure, sure. And neither of them care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. bit because then you you would just kill. Kill it. You I guess kill I, comedy. I guess I'm talking. No, 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 stand stand up is in its own realm, and there's trust me, there's funny stuff out there, and there, it's, to me, most of it's edgy stuff that says screw you to the wokeness, right? That just says I. But it's almost you know pushing in the opposite direction. But you got to think. I mean, that's what it was in the first place. You know what I mean? Back yeah. in the day, look look at uh, Lenny Bruce. I mean, he was in j- he was jailed for the stuff that he said, and it wasn't even that edgy. But that's a comfort. But it's a comforting direction to go to. It's like. You know, when everyone's scared of what to say, you know, like scared of you just have to, like I don't. I was gonna say you have to have nothing to lose, but I mean that's not true. Uh-huh. I think you have to remember, like, hey, I'm. This isn't illegal. This is America. You can say whatever you want. I right. mean, you can't slander anybody, but it's freedom of speech, man. Freedom of speech is that's the main it. thing. That's Dave it. Chappelle said, "The only two amendments that matter are the First Amendment and the Second Amendment." And uh, the Second Amendment is only there in case the first one doesn't work. Uh, so, yeah, free speech and guns. Free speech is the most important thing. If you don't have free speech, that's when you need the Second Amendment. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's, gonna, he's one of the greats, man. He's going to go down Dave in Chappelle. the books. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Each one of his specials has its own kind of uh, lane. You know, it's like he's got... Uh, he's sort of like... Uh, our generation's Richard Pryor, but better. More philosophical. 
Yeah, right. Not as goofy. Less like dirty. I mean, if you were some I don't Richard, know. Dave Chappelle's pretty. Dave Chappelle gets pretty dirty. Yeah, but a lot of Richard Pryor's stuff is just raunchy, like just plain old sex jokes. Raunchy. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle didn't do too much of that. Also, you know, Richard Pryor smoked crack and set mm-hmm. himself on fire. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, hell of a drug. Don't know. Crack. <laughs> crack kills. A, America had a real big problem with crack there for a little while in the eighties. Whitney Houston, crack is whack. There you go. There you go. She this says is it a all. Public service announcement from your <laughs> friends at. You know what? We never introduced the show. Oh, hey, hey, guys! Welcome, welcome to welcome. the Aging Millennials We're very Podcast. Pleased to have you with us. It's been a while since we checked in. It's a uh, um, New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. It's the last day of 2020. Right, a year that seemingly mm-hmm. cannot be spoken without the words "God." As we look back and review. Yeah, there are several major events which occurred this year. Which uh, I can think of four off the top of my head. The it started off with Kobe Bryant's death in a helicopter. That was January. Uh, that was January. It was the first one. I, that was a I, big. It was a big event. I mean, but that could happen. I mean, that I wasn't mean, it's just world un- changing. You know what I mean? It was unfortunate. It just set the but year. Sean Connery died too. I mean, he wasn't as famous as Kobe Bryant, but he's pretty famous. Yeah, just sort of a fluky, weird way to die. Just I mean, sort a lot of, of sort people of... took Kobe Bryant's death. I mean, it was almost like messianic. Like, it was like a big deal. Yeah, you know they were, it, it went just over. just another celebrity death. It was like it really affected people. Because of the tragic way he died, it's like people tend to do that kind of thing. I don't know. Well, of course, there was, of course, the over the biggest arching story of the year, the coronavirus. coronavirus. Uh, then we have racial riots. Uh, yeah. And then we have the, um, um, the presidential, presidential election. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, okay, let's call it three then. Okay. Coronavirus, elections, and race riots. Trifecta, yeah. bad things come in threes. This we know. <laughs> we notice. The poop fecta. Uh, okay, I'll go I, with that. I, I stole that from Bill Simmons. You know, he calls it, never mind. So. Poop, poop fecta? He, he calls it like the bad NFL games on Sunday. He calls it the poop fecta. Okay. Like the bad games. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> poop fecta. Got it. Yeah. But anyways, as always, there's like uh, something, you know, as much, uh, uh, I can say, as bad things happen to people. Yeah, bummer, bummer, bummer. But there's always something uh, to pull. Let me ask you something. What's up? Are you a goer to of cigar bars? You know, I I would go, let's say, to a cigar bar to hang out, but I don't know if I'd really... Because it's, like, it's a whole thing. It's cigars, a whole Cigars have this weird attraction to it. Like, I like how they smell, and I like the idea of smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. but as soon as I start smoking one, I'm like... dries your mouth up. And it's just, I don't know. It's a whole thing, like, it's a whole ambiance, though. Yeah, it's classy. I mean, I don't go to them... Very much. I've only been to one maybe like four times. You're supposed to sip on cognac and smoke a... Yeah, but it's just kind of like, you know, um, it's down home, kind of nice, calm, peaceful, quiet. It's supposed to be like a meeting of the minds type of place, too, or something. like. Where yeah, you're... it's where like you're supposed to discuss, you know, philosophy and government. And... Well, are you, have you been to a cigar bar recently or thinking about going to no, one? No, I haven't. I was just, I'm enjoying this Negro Modelo <laughs> and uh, it that kind of like hoppy almost ipa it is it isn't an ipa but that sort of taste of like reminded me of like a cigar and then i was thinking about there used to be i used to live above a cigar bar for a little while have you tried smoking cigars before uh yeah yeah i've had a few cigars in my day i don't know it kind of just makes my throat scratchy and i cough and it's just not enjoyable and i and i'm a person who used to smoke cigarettes and for some reason for some reason i enjoyed the the lighterness i got the head there's something heavy about like i don't think you you don't inhale cigars I know, but I like to in- inhale. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so it frustrates me. Okay, slick Willie. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the opposite of Slick But you know, you got to think of, I mean, uh, when it comes to tobacco, you got dip, you got chewing tobacco. Gross, you still gross. are sticking this wet, you know, tobacco leaf with like all the smoke. It's getting into you. It's just all, not through your throat. It's all it's just like anything, like a fine wine. It's like it's like uh uh you're you're supposed to taste all the nuance in it and like ooh taste the smoke and the, ooh the, right, uh, yeah, like, uh, a, like yeah yeah the, that's what I'm those saying. Pe- those people, you know, those those are connoisseurs. Oh, I taste hints of vanilla and right, yeah, and, right. and, and spread almonds on a hazelnut. Uh, oh, like a, a toasted hazelnut butterscotch candy. A hazelnut can take a hike, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it tastes like a cigar. To me, hazelnut <laughs> is like to what cilantro is to you. Oh, I love hazelnut. Oh, 
You so. also like Nutella's can't do it. No, Nutella's okay. It's I like suppose. a chocolate hazelnut yeah, spread. Yeah, but it's like more. I don't know. I mean, like a, a hazelnut. Oh, you know, like a crunchy. Like oh my god, I just like. Ugh. Is it that bad? I don't know. If, I don't know if it's like cilantro for me. Cilantro is like. I don't understand the whole. Like, it's a gene. It I try to tell you, it is. It is. A, it's a one hundred percent fact. It's a genetic thing. That it's something about how you smell it, like it changes your olfactory sense of it and makes it taste soapy. Uh, no, I know what this like. I've taste. I've had cilantro and had it where it's like it tastes like soap, but not all the time. Well, I mean, it's it's soapiness factor is enhanced by its like freshness or it, like for example, in a salsa, if the if cilantro is cooked, I've had salsa that was ruined by cilantro <laughs> because it was super super strong and just like the whole thing was. Do you eat your tacos with the cilantro? Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two quesadillas. Get some tacos. I Can I get, get one of them fajitas? Excuse me. <laughs> I was gonna give Brittany one of those uh, a taco cookbook for Christmas, like. And be like, hey, let's have Taco Tuesdays. And we'll just like make different cool tacos every Tuesday from this book. But yeah. I couldn't find a good enough book. You know, cookbooks are cool because you always uh, get excited about them. And mm-hmm. then you realize you need like 60 million ingredients to make each recipe. But that's the trick to finding a good cookbook. Is like, that simple? Like I have the cookbook from Gordon Ramsay, like the oh, home, home cookbook, right? And it's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like every single one is like goat cheese and leeks get some, and like all this like get some himalayan chili chili like pepper 80 or 100 bucks on ingredients you know? steep the himalayan exactly. chili pepper exactly. into into the bone and you have to go to special like asian grocery stores to get certain things like, get the bone broth of an ox from china ain't nobody got time for that come on man i got an instant pot i got things i gotta do man i got man, you know i want to push a button so but eat. there are good cookbooks that that are like that stuff you mostly have already yeah yeah in the house yeah I just, I, you always end up getting this, like, some bit, like, rice wine vinegar or something. That, right, like, that you don't <laughs> have, and it ruins the whole entire thing. Exactly. But you've gotten into uh, uh, this smoking, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. you got a smoker for some mm-hmm. reason, and now you use a smoker. Mm-hmm. You'll be smoking the meats. We just got a, a cast iron Dutch oven. Oh, I got a, you got, I got a cast iron, just, like, uh, we skillet. skillet. I got a skillet. We got a Dutch oven. So tell me what's the difference. So a Dutch oven is, I mean, it's essentially a pot. You know, it's a cast iron with a cover. pot with a big, heavy cover on it. Okay. So you could use it like a skillet. You use it like a skillet. Or bake with it. But it's big and has a cover. You so make cast iron, it's a big, deep cast iron okay. skillet with a cover. All right, cool. So you make stews. Yeah, it makes, you can make bread in it even. Right. It's like outrageously heavy. You can use a you could use a skillet to make it's, bread and stuff. It's the one item you would want if you were a frontier settler. Like you can just cook; it will never break. So I bought a cast iron two uh, like a set two cast iron skillets. Oh, I love the cast iron! I I got way into it. I was like, oh mm. yeah, but you you have to season it. You can buy them seasoned, but they're never seasoned very well. I don't know. They get seasoned from use. Be careful. Yeah, from use, but if you if you don't season it correctly, it'll rust and give I you problems. I bought one pre-seasoned, uh, and I've had it for years, and oh, it right. tastes amazing. Right, you cooking it, you know, thirty times, it gets a. Nice I gotta patina. say, I gotta say, food cooks differently in it. Like, oh, definitely. I, I noticed that it'd be something about the heat distribution, but like even when you cook meat in it, it, it gets a hell of a lot hotter, I think, is what it is. And, it holds and, the cons- heat. and but there's like a swirling heat factor mm. inside of the whole thing because it's all so hot. It's magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and like the steak, uh, you saw that picture. Oh, yeah. dude, oh, a ribeye in mm, a cast iron skillet. So forget it. You oh, know what does it. that good is a River City Grill, the cracker yeah. steak they have. They serve it to you on, on the, the skillet. skillet. <laughs> yeah. Horseradish sauce and oh, mashed potatoes. Gosh. Mm. Killer. Killer. So we get to this point in the holidays. Are you relieved? It's sort of when it's over, or are you? Uh, it's not yet over. I mean, it's today for I mean. me. Well, kind of after not today. really. Like it's been a a Christmas activity every day. <laughs> what? Still, like what? you know, like I'm still in Christmas. I mean, come on, dude. It's New Year's Eve. It's good I know Christmas. it's the last... Well, tomorrow is the last day. But of what kind Christmas of Christmas holiday. activities happen after the day of Christmas? Just playing with toys and Like, stuff? we went to my folks' house the day after Christmas. Millie opened some presents. We had dinner. Oh, so she opened a present on the 26th? Yeah, at my parents' house. Oh, boy. You're setting a harsh president there, dude. 
you know, they want to have a, a little yeah. Christmas with her. I oh, guess. and they want their own little private thing. Yeah, there. it's in their house and yeah, stuff. Right. And yeah. we have Christmas here, so. Yeah, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then yesterday we went out. Uh, the guy at uh, Fisherman's Village who owns the boat rental, uh, holidays boat rental. Yeah, Mark yeah, yeah. He's yeah. uh, good friends with Brittany's dad. Uh, and he offered us a boat to go check out the Christmas lights. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we went and did that. Oh, that's super awesome. Mm-hmm. Did at night, obviously. Yeah, so that was kind of Christmassy, you know. Heck yeah, it is. And tonight's Christmas Eve, and we're going to be out back. I got the projection screen up. Tonight's we're New, watch the New ball Year's drop. Eve. Yeah, New right. Year's Eve. Right. Um, and then tomorrow's New Year's Day, right? which is another thing. Going to have dinner. Yep. And then this weekend is like, <sighs> deflate, you know, deflate yeah, the like ball. Take uh, the lights down, you know, sleep in. I got to say, as an observer, man, you guys really pulled it off. You guys really pull off a uh, uh, quite a beautiful family uh, Christmas scene. You know, I don't. Well, I don't, you're a big part of it, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm glad Every to be, you I'm come. Glad to be part of it. Glad to participate. It's a real. Well, we have a great time. Because my family gets together and it's nice. It's real nice. You know, we see we love each other and we always exchange cards and gifts and stuff and have our little moment. But. It's definitely not at the level. I think obviously having a having a kid changes the game. What I think is really nice and essential is like the tribe yeah. thing. Like yeah, we yeah. have a, tr- a hardcore tribe. Oh yeah, we're yeah. very tight knit. You know, mm-hmm. my folks, Brittany's folks, my grandparents, Brittany's grandparents, and yeah, me. yeah. And we are just like like a tribe. You know what I mean? If the power goes out tomorrow, we're together. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You got your yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a beautiful. There's thing. There's just a lot of warmth and love and support there. Yeah, which is like the what you have to have to get through life. Life's uh, hard, especially in these kind of times. Right, yeah. right. You know, it's a whole, it's a big ship of love. Yeah, it's nice to have that sort of web. Yeah, the it's a, family yeah, it's web. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Everybody loves each other and cares about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. We did the Yankee swap. <laughs> What'd you end up with from it? The Yeti. Oh, the Yeti cups. Yeah, yeah, which I use now. I mean, that's now that's my, a di- it's a my, sweet cup. my. So now in the morning, I make a a thing of tea and keep it real tea hot. in my thermos, Oof. and I make in the Yeti the coffee. I put the and Man, I, this, I drink it on the way. Espresso is changing my life. Oh, dude, yeah. So that's everyone amazing. out there, I I was gifted, well, not gifted, but sort of handed me down from uh, my boss is Italian who had to go back to Italy and handed me down a Nespresso machine. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, go look it up because it's so awesome. It's a, it's think like a Keurig except for espresso with aluminum recyclable capsules. Exactly. <clears throat> so, one of the things I like about the Nespresso is that they will send you a bag. It's like a big plastic pillowcase size bag that you, because like here you can't recycle them. You can't just put them in the recycling bin. They will just throw them away. Only certain places, actually, if you just put them in the bin, we'll recycle them. Like New York City is one of them, et cetera. So they send you this bag, and you are supposed to fill the bag with the with the uh, pods, the used pods, and send them to the company, and then they will recycle them, which is totally dope. I was really excited when I heard that, because that's part of the reason I stopped using a Keurig. But I was thinking about it, and each pod is like fairly heavy when you're done using it. It's wet. Yeah, I mean, it's called wet coffee grounds. It's wet it? coffee grounds. And this pillowcase, like, after, you know, two or three weeks, is heavy. You know what I mean? It's like a 20-pound bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, so... So how are you supposed to ship it yourself? Well, they like, pay for the shipping, I think. Maybe not. No, maybe you you got to pay for it. And so... Pricey. But what's the carbon footprint from shipping a 20-pound bag from point A to point B, wherever that is, halfway across the country? You know what I'm saying? It's got to go on a delivery truck. It's got to possibly go on an airplane. Like, by the time you get done recycling these pods, like, you might have been worse off than if you just threw them away. Dude, that's like inception level recycling. Like, you, you got to be next level, dude. You got to be <laughs> always thinking. I guess you're right. Not conscious enough of that kind you know, of thing. No, but honestly, I don't really see what the worst thing is about putting a bunch of metal back into the ground. It's <laughs> where it came from. Still metal. You know what I mean? It's not poison. It's one of those things that I'm just like, God, I hope there's someone smarter than me managing yeah, all really. the, managing all these little things. I am I am but just a I hope they're paid well. <laughs> Except you know what? They're not. You know who pays well? G E. <laughs> oh Lord. Lordy Lordy. It's new. 
New Year's Eve, we're here to party down. Cause on a New, new year, year, we're getting uh, new. Uh, year. We have uh, a 2021. Make it happen. Make this is going to be really dated in one day. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to release this like in three days. But there's leaving. like, yeah, no, uh, no. yeah, we're excited. Hey, guess what? The first three days of 2021 have been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was that's why I'm tempering <laughs> expectations. Everyone has this like normally there's this smooth transition, like year is over, new year, it's a new this chance. Now tough. this is a tough one. Now we're like, like, oh 2020 has like been the worst year it's ever. It's like is that much gonna change? Right, like 2021's got a lot of this in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always reason for hope, man. There's always reason for hope. I feel like we're at a point though where like there are a few things that could happen that would just absolutely plunge. <laughs> <laughs> like us into hell again like oh no but not even uh, coronavirus related like for example say like 2020 started kobe bryant died and then like it went to shit right yeah like what if it was 2021 and like in a week or two like michael jordan died yeah you know what i'm saying everybody would just like or like oh shit paul mccartney right but the cosmicness of michael jordan like michael jordan would be big you know but Paul McCartney, well, Paul be big McCartney too. too. Yeah, People would be, be like, too. "Oh, here we go again." Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So all it would take is one thing to plunge. The but light. I hope we don't get into that mindset of that's because then you start getting that mindset of like, it can't get any worse. Right, and I was like, "That's what I'm saying. Can. You gotta be. This is real. You gotta be really careful for but, the next couple of weeks." But yeah, I guess you know. I was thinking, dude, people are gonna look back at this time of like, uh, and like we were talking about comedy earlier, like the modern political cartoon is a meme now i love memes so it, much i mean is there like a, a millennial like sort that's of, a, a millennial thing. footprint like what we look there's so many memes, memes will just they just but they just fizzle and die and go away but then there's because, 30 behind that one that just fizzled right, out there but they don't hold like relevance usually like a meme is only great because it's about something that happened like last week or but last it's like, month but it's like a comic like, strip it's like a, a, it's like a, here's a good example okay in 2024 or 2028 or 2030, look at a Tiger King meme. Maybe you'll go like, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember Tiger King. <laughs> but it won't be funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're just flash in the pan hilarity. <laughs> yeah. But they're, a lot some of, of them probably are timely. A lot of them are like really funny. Like memes have got me through some pretty bad days. I don't know about you. Do you ever like if you're having yeah. a hard time? You just go and sit and just like look at some memes. For sure. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. And it just makes you feel better and just gets you right back in the game. Yep. For sure. For sure. I was looking to hopefully get into more like meme groups. There's like a, a lot of good SpongeBob memes. <laughs> I haven't seen those. No? No. There's a ton of them. SpongeBob Square. I remember when the first episode of SpongeBob came on when I was a kid. Yeah, I thought another whacked out Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah. You watch Nickelodeon, they make a big deal out of it, and they have like a countdown to it, and yeah. they get everybody all psyched up. Yeah. And then it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what a crazy psychedelic. Like, if you think about it, you know, like a talking, what? A talking sponge. And <laughs> what? Living in a bubble under the sea. Set scene. against this like Hawaiian, like Tiny Tim ukulele thing in the background. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening right yeah, now? Yeah, they're smoking so much pot. <laughs> so <laughs> much pot. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, I don't know. I see a lot of shirts being sold and people wearing them of cartoon shows from when we were kids that we watched, vis a vis Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats. Like, where you see that? Like, it's like a trend. Yeah, like go to Target, right, and go to the men's section, and there's like a, a T-shirt, really thing, and it's all like. MTV, in a retro kind yeah, of retro way. t-shirts of like those that you constantly see those shows pop up over and over again and i just it's almost to me i guess it's see in that way it's the only way to get a rocco's modern life t-shirt <laughs> if you're if you still but what are you what, what are you still watching rocco's modern life you just want to remind us of it like what is happening with I this. think it goes to the most base level of human interaction. Like, oh, like, I know that. Hey, right. I I watched that cartoon too. <laughs> right. You're it's cool, a man. It's a way to connect. It's like you walk down and somebody got to look at you. Hey, cool shirt. I remember Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, man. Now you're like, you're part of something. 90s kids for life. Right, like, you right, know? right, right. Like it's, we're looking for constant ways to relate to each other in this in this rapidly changing world. Um, did you have like a game thing when you were a kid? You know, like a 
Nintendo or Sega? Oh, yeah. Dude, we went through the whole thing. So, I mean, when me and my brothers were really young, we had a regular Nintendo. Uh Then we graduated to a Sega Genesis. Oh, mama. Best of all time. And also the Super Nintendo, which Mm. then became... That and the Sega were definitely like... Well, then then it became the PlayStation No, versus the Xbox. Well, PlayStation came in there... And but then Nintendo there was something went called in a different lane entirely. There was something called a Dreamcast. I remember that was a Nintendo. And that was that was that Nintendo? Mm-hmm. And then there was the Nintendo 64. Nintendo, but that was but the big Dream, one. No, but Dreamcast was better than all Did of them. Did you spend a thousand hours of your life playing Goldeneye on Nintendo 64? That one I, I knew about, and but Tony never, Hawk's Pro Skater. On I would, I, I did, we didn't have a 64, I think. We didn't get into 64 all that no? much. We we that were a a, we one. were a Dream Star Fox. We, and we stuff. jumped from Dreamcast to the PlayStation. Which okay. now, now there's a PlayStation Five. Yeah, I feel like it was always hard. Like you had, to, I remember this one. You had to pick a lane when you were a kid. Oh, were you? Because at, it's it's, what, it it's became reverse Xbox compatible with all the games. Like you're not going to have three Xboxes and then get a PlayStation because then you can't play any. By games. the time we were in high school, it was Xbox versus PlayStation. That yeah, was, that fully. was it, and that was it. Yeah, they were the they were the winners. But Nintendo then did some really interesting stuff. Did like, the Wii? No, I mean they did a couple of things. They did the Wii or Nintendo Box thing, but they had the Game Boy, yeah, which was totally badass, dude. Dominant. And they've dominated. just been having new Game Boys, like th- that has continued to evolve. And that's what the Switch is, right? Right, but the Switch is cool because it's like a Game Boy can turn into and a, a console. Nintendo sixty four put together. Yeah, yeah, it's just I got Britney a Switch for all of you guys out there. I'd already told Matt, but <laughs> I got Britney a Switch, Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and it's it's funny because. We got a PlayStation like a few years ago because we wanted to play video games with each other. And so we're like, okay, sweet. We, we get a PlayStation and get a few games. And it's like PlayStation really is not created for that. Like PlayStation does, doesn't work for that type well, of... Like interactive yeah, games? Yeah, like PlayStation is for a, a kid by himself playing against the game or playing online against people. Like they don't have good games for like... You know, like Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Where Nintendo, like, that's their whole focus. Everyone playing together. Like, the game control comes apart for two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a big market for that. And they're both, like, exclusive. Like, you wouldn't get a Switch if you were by yourself. Or cool. if you're a 14-year-old kid. I'm in to check it out, man. I've gotten so disconnected from the virtual gaming world. I've been so, for a couple... Me too, forever. Two, since three, I was probably, yeah. you know, 16, 15. I mean, I had an Xbox for a while, but I wouldn't even play I would play say it. from the time I got my first serious girlfriend, it's <laughs> probably when I never played video games. You got to pick one, man. Yeah. Get Except a girl. Those, a lot of dudes were into it in college. A lot of those guys used to always play FIFA Well, you know, we were... I remember it's funny from college because uh, we always used to play rock band. And I remember, I remember, because John, John, John comes into the room. And he's like, "Do you guys want to like play real music? <laughs> this is lame." I remember it's like we're all getting into it, like playing Simon Says, like, and one of us is singing karaoke. <laughs> but we used to get so into it. I wish that like we had, because that was. I feel like when we were in college was right before, like videos on phones became like really realistic. Oh you know, yeah, like when no, I was in college, we, we they still, didn't have the iPhone yet. No, like, no, still no we were just regular phone. cell phone. And um, if we had some videos of some of that stuff, mm. boy, howdy, we wouldn't have been. But that, but that—that's a thing, though. Uh, w- I, from what I understand, younger the younger you are now in the world, the more risk averse you right, are, right? Because, because of all these things, thing you do, is, you get busted right. for everything. So, you know, people. I had a when we were in school in college. I had a picture because that was when Facebook first came out, and. uh it was only open to college kids, and we just used it to communicate and get together and have parties and stuff. And I had a picture on there of uh, in our apartment when I was one day in this townhouse that we shared. I took everything out of the refrigerator, all the food and the shelves, and I went in there and I smoked a joint <laughs> because I was in college and it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> and uh, I remember I put a, somehow we got a picture of it, which. How did we get pictures of anything then? Our phones didn't take pictures. Somebody would have had to have had a camera. Digital camera, yeah. The pocket digital camera. I don't... You know, I was late to the game with the whole smartphone camera thing. Because, no, phones had cameras for, like, a while. Uh, yeah, but they were sucky. Like, yeah, they were, but like, they still pixelated. E- still you wouldn't exi- post a photo from a camera. On, you still on. exist. Like, by college, our phones had pretty good cameras on them, I think. 
Mine didn't. I can't even remember, dude. But anyway, it was on Facebook, and um, it was I was so proud of it. <laughs> like, this is hilarious. Look at me. I'm in there. I got a bandana tied around my forehead. Like, I'm the man. Yeah. Right? And it's like, would I do that now? Fucking no way, dude. No time away in a million years. And if I was that age, you know, and would I let somebody take me a take a picture of me doing that, knowing that it may well end up there even if I don't want it to. Well, this is this is a funny topic because there was a when when Facebook first came out, it was all for college kids. You had you needed a college uh, email address, and it was all college kids. It was cool. Yeah, like we could say whatever we want. It was a big party. It was all just like yeah, you know. And then there was a breaking point. I remember right around my mid twenties, where all, everyone got on Facebook. Now it's like grandma, mom, cousins, aunts. And well, then I had to go through. I had to go through my Facebook and delete all the incriminating well, evidence. Well, Facebook did it. Remember that? One day, all of a sudden, they said, "Hey, listen, um, this is going big, and we're going to go on and delete all of the photos." Of, like, no, I don't remember that. I remember my photo deleted, stayed up. They deleted the one of me in the fridge. Facebook, did they? Yeah, they did they a took big it purge, off. and they went on and they went on every single user. I remember it was a big thing because they paid people to, to like do it. It was like. And they went on and they just purged all of the like sexual and drug related and like inappropriate shit off of there. Jeez, I had no idea. All my stuff felt like it stayed on. No, I got, I lost you know two thirds of the shit I had on there. Hmm. And those are photos. You know, I'm not gonna get those back. Well, you know, it's only getting. Uh, it's I didn't only... pay him anything, so I guess I can't really complain. Who would have known? It's just sort of interesting. We're alive in this era where it's like now. Facebook has become this big social engine machine where it's now it's it's like putting uh, false things on people's uh, posts and it's all now about it's a become something else woo. entirely again. That's the interesting. I mean, it has it just keeps changing and evolving and being something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is now like a force in the world of of change. I mean, yeah. in a big way. It's, it's, you know, if you're at the, if you're at the helm <laughs> of that, you are, you are literally steering the world in what you allow through and what you don't. It's become this humongous echo chamber for people to all join in, you know, on, and, and, but that's another problem though. Like we were talking about earlier with the comedians, like you could not post three quarters of Dave Chappelle's act on Facebook. They would take it off for yeah. violating community guidelines. Right. So it's like, that's not, that's not uh, an open and free. And free exchange of place of exchange of ideas. I mean, it is most certainly not. And so, but everyone kind of thinks it is, but it isn't. And there is nowhere online other than. I mean, there isn't anywhere online that is. Well, they created this new one called Parlor. Yeah, but that's just a a right wing, (laughs) like. I wonder if there's left wing people on Parlor. Yeah, just keeping track of the right-wing people uh, so they can look for things, horrible things they say and post it back on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. I had to literally quit Twitter. I never even tried. I, I started doing Twitter like maybe two weeks before the coronavirus <laughs> happened. And I was like really doing it a lot and keeping up exactly with when stuff was happening. And then I was at work one day and they were like, because you know the first of everything on Twitter, you know what I mean? It's real time. Like there's no eight news agencies or anything. And it was like, Videos of, um, you know, China, like, with no one there. You know, like, all the streets empty. And I was like, oh, shit. Something's going down. And then, like, I got it on Twitter when the NBA got canceled, you know. Like, I got it. I was just following when that first Target was rioted. Like, I got it on Twitter. And I was, like, at work and, like, seeing this and going, oh, my God. Like, what is <laughs> happening? Like, the world is literally falling apart. Yeah. And I mean, you're only seeing snippets of like the worst possible thing happening at any given time. And it just plunged me into like, you know, oh my God, what's, what's panic. happening here? Yeah, internal And panic. then I just kept up with it. And that's where I was getting all my news all through the coronavirus. And then eventually it just got where it was like mean. Like everything that anybody said is mean. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling is like an anti-trans uh, people horrible right. person. She should hate posting. Hate posting. And it was just right. like, you, I can't. Like, it was it was making me so mad, and yeah. it was making me want to scream so why loudly. Keep, why at keep the world. it in your life? Then and why I'm keep like, it? I, this is like not something I need, and this is a community of people that I don't even know and will never see, and are not representative 
of everyone. But don't you feel the same about the big news networks? Like, like even uh, like what CNN does is like criminal to me. Even yeah, but they, it's like criminal. But but it's not. It's they new, aren't what they it's were. It's news entertainment. Right. So like, it is. I remember being in at but FSU. It's like, Boom, 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 the world is ending. Breaking news. But it's literally, that's what, I mean. That, Mitch but, McConnell breaks puppy's head off and eats, drinks the blood. They are, do, on a, like, instilling panic into the populace. Yeah, they are. Because here's what happened with that's, them. When it was basic cable and there was, like, you know, 60 channels or something. Like, when we were in college, I remember sitting in the, in the library at, at FSU. And, and there's CNN on in the corner. And it's, like, Beirut. Or something, you know what I mean? It's like the shit that's happening. Like um, th- these troops are going into Beirut and all, and all this kind of like world news, and then so that became like the legit real news. Like it's not even yeah, an facts, opinion yeah. anywhere. Like maybe they have an, a show that's an opinion, like late at night or something. Right. But then there became the internet, and there became a bunch, bunch, bunch more channels, and so they had to go niche because there were other places for people to get their news. So they didn't go. To CNN all the time, right I away think, anymore. I think Donald Trump happened, and what happened? They were doing that before Donald Trump. But they had to try so much harder before that, that kicked it into overdrive. I'm just definitely. saying because before that, it was like they would take every little thing and try to expand it. Now with this guy who's screaming like all these crazy things, because what happened? Every day. They got into a pissing contest with Fox News. Sure, sure. And they just drove them further and further to either side. <sighs> And the hell with both of them. The hell with both of them. All of them. I don't watch any new network news anymore. I actually. But that watch- was the problem. Then I was like, you know what? This Twitter is great because give you the news. Right, but it's Twitter is just as left leaning as CNN is. It just doesn't allow through certain things. It only yeah. allows through left wing things yeah. and anti right wing things. Mm. So where do you get your news from? Associated Press, Reuters. Honestly. I read I read the Apple News. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's Yahoo also really that's also really left leaning. Yeah. And frustrating. But I have where I have certain topics that come up, and that's a way for me to kind of keep tags tabs on what I care about. So that's my main thing I use for news. Um, the other main thing I, I use is I have a an electronic subscription to the Charlotte Sun, oh, sure. the local paper. Yeah. Right. I usually read the paper every day. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good thing to you do. Know, I read the top headlines. I read my horoscope. You know one thing. thing we brought up that sort of slipped under the radar, and maybe for a good reason, but the Israeli general who brought up that aliens are real. Did you see this, that there's some provision in the coronavirus bill where the Pentagon has to release within 180 days what it knows? No way. I didn't see that. Yeah. About aliens? Mm-hmm. About Area 51? Flying phenomenon it's called they call it man oh man would that be the plot twist of, twist of a century of of like that's a bunch of bullshit hey guys uh so every third person is actually an alien and sorry it's a bunch of bullshit they don't know what it is could be the russians could be a malfunction in equipment i know i know i, I know. really doubt very look much. at this point in my life i'm gonna believe it believe it when i see it type of guy i mean obviously I want aliens just as bad as everybody else. They you, would have you want, technology. You if, want nice if aliens. aliens made contact with us and didn't rip our brains out of our skulls, yeah. they would. It would benefit us. Yeah. It would either kill us or benefit us. And you would get to be the human that lived in the generation that I'm already the human that lived when the internet started. All That's these enough things. for me. That's enough for you. <laughs> You're internet, like everyone's looking around. Like a million things. To computers. <laughs> yeah, everyone's Phone, look, cell phones. Everyone's looking around like, can we slow it down? Yeah, like let's just we don't need aliens too. Okay, can just we, chill. Can we wait three generations, Seriously, please? Give them, uh, give your kids something <laughs> other than a flooded planet. <laughs> Lordy, Lord. Yeah. What's your position on climate change? Hmm. Well, it's most certainly, I think, happening uh, in terms of weather seems to be getting more extreme and getting hotter around the earth uh, uh, in some ways. Or are, are we just getting older? What I don't... What, what I, it's <laughs> too hot. What I, what I don't agree on, what I don't, know, I don't know enough about, I'm not well-read enough about, is the, the rate. Meaning, like, say we kept doing as, uh, living as we live now. Mm-hmm. Is it going to take 500 years? Is it going to take 1,000 years? Is it going to take whatever it is until things get... Devastating, right? Yeah, when cities are flooding. But I think no, it, we're headed in the wrong direction. So I mean, uh, but I understand though that I you know, like- I, this is a good topic because I was thinking about this. I was actually talking with my family about this the other day. It was like there was at some point in the past 
like where human beings got together and we're like, God, life is hard. We have to make things easier. Right, like we, we need engines and right, stuff. Right. We needed it, but but there was a point where we looked around like the men looked around each other like, This isn't good, man, but we have to keep moving forward. Right. Like, like, I also feel like there's an argument for now. We've been doing that for for it's decades. Also sort of part of part of nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like humans are not are separate from nature and are also not separate from nature. And the Earth has gone through periods of intense climate change many, many, many times. You know, we just came out of an ice age. I get you. Ago. Get what you're saying. You're saying pretty much everything is natural because we are of nature and we created right. it. And we should, if we see ways to like, obviously. The sky is like this blue, perfect, beautiful thing. And if you look at a pipe just gushing black and brown shit into <laughs> that, like that's obviously something that should not be done. Yeah. Like that's just common sense. Right. But at the same time, we shouldn't like absolutely lose our minds over like that the earth is ending. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. There's the two extremes always of, all right, let's just let's hunker down. It's it's this is a, all things happen in natural rhythms and, and nothing is out of the ordinary here. This is how it's supposed to be going. And then in 10 years we're all going to be flooded. It's also kind of like the earth is giving you a chance like, "Hey, remember dinosaurs? Remember what I did to them?" Like, you well, guys that, are doing okay, well, but that, listen. That was an asteroid. I'm going to give you this Greta Thunberg girl and she's going to tell you that would be the you know. see to me. That would be the ultimate irony of it all, though. Like we uh, when we get we get so caught up in our our politics and our race problems and even even the virus, and all of a sudden it's like, I, you know what you know what movie I saw um, was a movie from 2012 or something. It was about the Indonesian tsunami. Yeah, I remember when oh. that happened. Whoa! I had no. Yeah. Idea. I was like not even aware of what was going that was on. Intense, dude. Yeah. I, it was like uh, it was so, a big one. Yeah. So I'm saying, when if stuff like that starts happening, like earthquakes, tsunamis, uh, humongous category ten hurricanes, like stuff like that, uh, we're we're just hold on for. Do you dear think life. it'll be long before we're with the weather? That's a good question. I think we've we've tried to to mess with the weather. I think, and we haven't been able to successfully do it yet. Like yeah, but I mean like. You know, like break apart dropping hurricane. nukes into hurricanes and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't mean like, oh, you know. I think you know Trump. I, mean like serious I, I think stuff. I think Trump said that to his generals once. He's like, you know who wants? Can we you know, shut a bomb wants, off in the center? Uh, I think I, I don't know if this is true. I heard it secondhand, but that um, Bill Gates wants to shoot a rocket uh, full of dust and blow it up in the upper atmosphere to stop global warming to shield the sun. It sounds like one of those like plans. It sounds that like what's going to completely destroy it, you. It sounds like something that could go wrong really fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, sounds like, it sounds like a rich man trying to play God. <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. I know like. what we'll do. We'll launch a rocket. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And everyone will thank me <laughs> for saving the world. It, it's sort of like Elon Musk. I mean, even though he's doing cool stuff, but he's like, he's sort of this cold realist of a human. Well, he named his kid like a bunch of letters oh, and numbers. Come on. I mean, but I guess that's what happens when you're rich and eccentric is you do whatever you want. You got, no, no. Remember, he tried to name it that, and the, and the state of California was like... Well, they didn't let him? So what did like, they name him? Like, like Sue or something? No, like, normal. you cannot name your child, like, <laughs> a reverse Roman alpha. That's like, a bunch of bullshit, though. You can name your kid whatever you want. It has to be, like, in actual letters. I don't think so. I don't know, dude. I guess you... Whatever. Name your kid well, whatever. Is the government to tell you what you can name your kid? I guess so. Name. I'm sorry, because you don't have that letter on your keyboard for his ID. That's not my problem. Okay, name your kid whatever. I I don't think you can. I I think this has happened before. People try to name their kid Hitler, and the government won't. That's let, bullshit. The government won't let you That's name, name, name your kid. Hitler. You can't name your kid Hitler. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't That's think bullshit. So. Look it up. You definitely 100 can. You can't. You can't name your kid. For those of you out there in aging millennials land, chime in. <laughs> Is it legal to name your kid after a horrific uh, war criminal? I've been, dude, I've been listening to this great podcast. Shout out out there. It's called Dictators. Mm, doesn't sound that nice. It's great. It's these 40-minute episodes, and it just goes through all the dictators of like okay. our human life. And they're 40-minute concise episodes. Great, man. I mean, great in the sense that it's it's real. So, how many have you gone through? I've gone through like three, three or four now. I'm so on four. The, who is the most Start, despicable? Okay, Whew. 
Woo. There's been some pretty <laughs> awful, pretty awful dudes, man. We talk about this. So, um, it started off with Mussolini. He was, he was Mussolini ca- was a he's kind of jackass. a yeah, he was a jackass for sure. He, he's kind of light, he powerless. Did Hitler? Yeah, Hitler. Hitler, Hitler was pretty rough. Yeah, Hitler was pretty so, rough. So, uh, then it did Ivan the Terrible, mm, Russian. Ooh, a lot he, of heads on spikes, and he's a bad man. Yeah, and then now I'm on Genghis Khan. Uh, who you know was just like I mean, oh. if you if you're remembered in history as the terrible, you're a son of a bitch. I mean, you look you. It gives you perspective on how brutal life yeah. has been for people. It's like Game of Thrones, only real, even worse. Like it's like horrible. Like he used to, uh, um, the way he used to like in his marches k- kill the peasants is he used to make them roll around naked in the snow until they died. <laughs> Oh my god! So he used to he he <laughs> oh was my god. yeah talk about a brutal way like, to die. Be, like if they didn't bow to him or like what was the purpose? <clears throat> there was so much going on in this period of time of like he he, he was ultimately paranoid. Like uh, Ivan the Terrible was super paranoid. People were against him, so he hired this like inner police, like his own secret police that mm-hmm. were like super loyal to him. Right. And he would just terrorize these places. Like he, if he thought a place was against him, he thought like a city or he a. Would, per- they would. He would just no dissent. There was time he'd slaughter an entire city. So he was like, like, he would just he would slaughter entire cities. Like like if right. he, if he thought that they were against him or something, and he, I he, mean he did awful thing. He killed I, his own son. I know he that, killed his own son. I know it's Russia. <laughs> okay, I know it's really really cold. Yeah, but I feel like you would have to look at somebody for a pretty long time. Yeah. Rolling around in the snow before no, they he died. No, he was so, he was so sadistic. So he, he used to force his inner police, like he'd go to ma- uh, mass, church, at four in the morning. That's when his, his mass started. Right. And if you were late, like five minutes, he would beat you in front of everyone. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then the mass lasted from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., so six hours in church. And then right after church, he'd go to his, his local torture chamber where he had a hundred, <laughs> oh he had a hundred, he had like a hundred of the local peasants and he would just for fun beat these people into a pulp. And, and <laughs> any, any of, any of his leaders who were watching who were like horrified, like oh, Ivan, what are you doing? He would, he would have them executed. He's that kind of guy. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of Kim Jong-un kind of vibe. Worse, like towards the end. Well, I mean, Kim Jong Un blew a guy up with the uh, artillery. This right? guy slaughtered cities of people. <laughs> he he even went. He, it's not funny. It's not he, funny. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost it's it's funny because it's absurd. Uh, it's absurd right. how it's awful. It's almost like you can't even like. It's absurd. Yeah. Now, it, to cap this conversation, at the end of his life, he was so paranoid. His son, his eldest son, was gonna usurp him, which right. he was. But he thought he was like disloyal. He killed his own. How son. How long ago are we talking about here? This is in the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, that was brutal. That was like the Inquisition. The, the Inquisition did some crazy stuff too, man. So after, so he Pulling had people up by their thumbs and he, stuff. In Russia, Russia was in the dark times, dude. Oh, yeah. So Russia, after that point, right? They, which this got me so excited, like into history. I'm gonna read history books now because I'm not into it again. Dude, history's the best. I mean, it's stuff that happened. It's cool. For sure, and so, it's and it's like a real, real that, movie. Like you, like you read, um, for example, uh, the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Yeah. So this really um, one of the one of the most important history books written about World War II, um, and when you read it, you it's like you never learned about World War II. Like it's completely different I, than everything. World that you War think. II is such. I mean, I mean, we've studied uh, growing up as in schools. Like we've studied World War II a lot, right? And it's endlessly like so much information. It was such a crazy time on Earth. One of the craziest times but ever. What they teach you in standard such a fraction elementary of what's school going on. is so not like enough about but what happened. World War II, yes, I could watch something on World War II all the time. But I've seen it so much. I'm more interested now in that period of time between the year 1000 and the year 1800. And mm. I'm I'm looking at like certain little little like after ivan died his he was supposed to be his eldest son who was supposed to take over but he killed him so it's his second son who had like a mental problem of course, and yeah. so his son took over that son took over and then he didn't have a, an heir he didn't have a kid so he died and then there's this era in russian history from 1600 to like 1612 they call the time of the troubles <laughs> if the if the troubles came after yeah that well you got some problems so I'm saying that fascinates me. Like that's I'm gonna buy a book on Kindle now for like what is the time of the troubles? What happened in there? Because supposedly it, stuff. supposedly it was an era of like lawlessness yeah. and craziness. It was like a dark, the dark, dark, ages. dark. You know, like see what gets me is 
<clears throat> for a while there, I was really into learning about World War II. Sure. Because you hear all this stuff about World War II, and it like sounds like it might as well have been during the 1500s in Russia. It's yeah. just like crazy. Cool. How like, did that happen? But it was not that long ago at all. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? People were j- just like you and me, you know, 60 years ago, 70, 80 years ago. I mean... But there was something cosmic going on for <clears throat> both ger- the German people and the Japanese people to both be like in this place of let's take over the world. Like what? Well, what what happened was World War One, and the Germans lost that war, and right, yeah. they had all of these uh, restrictions Reparations. and things right imposed yeah. on them, and their money became worthless. Yeah. And they, Struggle. after a f- bunch of years of that, they just like were just fought, just said that we're not doing this. Like we're we're Germans, and like we're and the Jewish people were placed in Germany as like part of their punishment. They were displaced during the World War One, and they like there was a migration of of Jewish people into Germany. So boom, where there's you a go? Lot, there's a lot happening in World War Two that you have no idea about. But, that's but so even, interesting. Even after listening to Mussolini's one, you realize back in these times, like. When you first of all, the men, like when they picked an ideology, like a, I'm a socialist, mm-hmm. I'm a this, I'm a that. They dedicated their life to it. Like, you know, they picked the lane. Usually, something happened in their upbringing or whatever. They picked the lane, and now it's like Mussolini worked for a uh, socialist newspaper in Switzerland, and then he became an agitator for the. But party. in a lot of ways, now, I mean, now you have pe- to do now, that. Now, now it's a little more muddled. People aren't people. Try to try to rise. In American politics, As without a taking a side. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you yeah. gotta work within the system. But but it used to be a more moderate thing. I mean, look look back at our last uh, going all the way back to whatever you want to say, even uh, Eisenhower or whatever. Like people slowly like there was swings to this way, swings to that way. But it's getting to a point now where it feels like we're gonna. Swing to the right. Yes, swing I, to I the agree. Left. I agree. And I really agree. Now, now the word, and, and I know this freaks everyone out. It even freaks me out. Like the word communist still freaks people out, but it's freaking people out less. Like who are younger. Yeah. No. There's going to be another big one of those. Definitely. There will. There, there will be. No question. Especially when you know the, one of the other major world powers is like fully communist already. Yeah, that's you know de- what I mean. Like it's debatable. going, but it's going toward globalism eventually. Like there's gonna be a world government. It's just a matter of how long. It's a little freaky. And a big chunk, you know, of, of the power is in that block. So it's kind of like eventually that's gonna come gotta, to a head. Gotta write a a new 1984 now. Oh God, I mean, like we you gotta write like. Not to copy Orwell, like do something different, but like, like, uh, it, you know, 1984 still is just as relevant. It's relevant, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Some of the little details, like the the TV wall, not police. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the the ideas, those are, this. I mean, they still, yeah, have relevance. Absolutely. We're, we're, As so does Animal Farm. Our, our that's why I'm almost overwhelmed. I mean, I t- I talk about it every year, but I'm gonna say it again. I wanna. I want more creative output this year, and I'm 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 thinking in my head. It's like we're we're living in a science fiction novel right now. I mean, there is a very many science fiction things happening. There's around some us. pretty there's some pretty crazy science fiction novels. Yeah, it's almost but it almost you're 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 living in today's world. It's almost so much. No, it is. Input. I mean, the change is so rapid. You're almost like, what do I write it down? Oh my yeah, god, no, it's I mean, happening. Somebody so has fast. to has to like you know document this. Yes, but not only that, but also document what they think it's going to look like in 50 years. You know what I mean? That's what they did in the past. Is they yeah, you need your Va- Asimovs. Vonnegut and all mm-hmm. these guys, they were like, they, they tried to see, oh my God, there these are, are trends. There are um, some, like Neil H- Stevenson. H.G. Wells. Yeah, but H.G. Wells, I mean current ones. Like Neil, oh right oh like yeah 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 some there are some guys doing it I'm ready to dive in I've I've I'm such I'm such a I look in the past so much you know what HG Wells always struck me like in the Time Machine which Adrian Tchaikovsky is another one Time Machine was always one of my favorites uh, but it's very dated but the concept of moving in a time machine like 
a trillion years in the future and then like we all morph into like these monsters that eat like are yeah. hurt it's a pretty cool idea yeah. you know it is but it's also kind of like the themes are timeless yeah you know yeah. the underground um brain they're people sort that, of like, they're sort of and eat the you know people it's like, sort of like marxist in its theory a little bit i mean if it's you, saying anything, the working the working class yeah will grow strong and eat the delicate rich class is that what eventually happens? So he goes. So no. What eventually happens is he moves so far ahead in the time. Well, the moon is breaking up, right? And he moves so far ahead in the time machine. Eventually, that was just like a, cra- just a crab crack. walking yeah, on yeah. Like a, a, a cracked earth, oh, like God. sun has scorched everything. Yeah. But in the in the, uh, I think I don't forget. He goes a couple hundred years or something in the future. It literally <laughs> is like peop- the 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 rich people made life so hard on the working class that the working class became these monsters that now. See, the, I thought it was the opposite. I thought the the working class like no. is, are the ones that became like the tribes people on the surface, and then like the ruling class went underground and became all powerful. No, it's the opposite. Oh, it's okay. the opposite. Okay. Because now, because what happens is the the rich ruling class becomes these androgynous little like like, and they're living almost like in these little pens like of of like cities. under underground. No, that's where the working class is. The working classes are like monsters. I thought the people on the surface are like these like wicked fit like tanned. No, they're small. They're androgynous. They're they're very childlike. Oh, they're very okay, innocent. Okay. You know, and they're 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 scared of like oh the monsters live underneath and like the monsters just come up every once in a while and pick one like brrr, boom and then go back underground. Right. And and he watches and goes oh what's going on. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I just hard to beat Wells, man. Wells is good, and also the Invisible Man. He's a, he was a great science fiction, a great science fiction writer. So, I went through a really intense uh, horror phase. Stephen King, right? You're I did this thing where I read all the hor- all the Stephen King books, and there were so one many. or two where, like, it was just superb in like basking in the fact that I'm just so terrified you know what i mean like that like it's two o'clock in the morning i'm in bed and i'm finishing the pet cemetery and i am the scaredest that i've ever been in my life like i'm practically shaking that i'm so scared from this like this guy did that to me with words on a page in a story that he came up with yeah wow you know what i mean to be able to have that power to do that such a beautiful thing i'm and i think that's a that's a it's one of the roots of uh I think our friendship is that you've been, you really do appreciate literary, like that experience, you know, I, and I disconnected from it for a while. I remember, I don't know, maybe because I would re- you go through phases. Well, I'm saying, and also remember I majored in English in college. It was, my life was nothing but reading books and evaluating right. and writing papers and doing right. that kind of thing. So there was a period after college where I was like, oh, I'm done. But so me, now. It was the opposite. I was doing business in college and no creative stuff at all. And then I started running a store, and I had some free time, and then I just started just going crazy. But I'm back into it now, man. I'm way now. I'm I'm, and it feels good to get back into books again. Book, yeah, it is. It, it feels really good. Oh, so and it, it's such a health, like a healthy way to pass time. Now, I, now I like read a book while I'm watching TV, which oh, I you got to have one going. Yeah, millennials always have to get have two things happening: <laughs> look at our phone, watch TV, uh, read a magazine, watch. TV. Don't forget the snack. <laughs> Snacks, very important component. Sugar Pretzels. Free, sugar-free beef turkey. Sure. Sure. Uh, Jack, pub, pub mix. Jack Link's makes a good one. Uh, yeah. sugar, sugar, sugar. I have a jerky dehydrator. Oh, do you? That's pretty cool. Oh, the sure. best the oh. best jerky you make, it comes with this, like, it's a syringe gun. <laughs> to inject the flavor? No, no, no. You fill it. It's like a tube, and you fill it up with ground beef. <laughs> and then the back goes on it, and it's like a caulk gun. And you just caulk out extracts tubes, tubes of ground beef, oh. like real thin, like um, Slim Jim sized tubes of ground beef, and dehydrate them. And there are these these little tubes of of uh, ground beef. That's a great snack. Jerky. It's that, great. And that's a great healthy snack. Like a well, key- I mean, you know, ground beef's not that great for you really. And because the, the fattier the meat, the better it is. You know, it's better for, it for that. The thing is, for, not all the time, but I mean, it's better than like potato chips. Because you think, you know, if you cook ground beef in a pan then you drain it and that's like a lot of fat right if you dehydrate it there's Look, no fat we it's don't all need, in there. we need to go down this rabbit hole because there's all sorts of opinions about like is that fat i mean in abundance oh, it's fat. i know but it's in, artery but clogging fat 
Is it artery clogging? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Have you ever seen cold beef fat? I don't know. After it? Like, in a, in a, too much. You're it's red like a meat. hockey puck, man. I'm just saying, if you have to pick that or potato chips, um, what's worse for you? I'd say they're probably about comparable. A beef stick and a... And a, gr- a, a not like maybe lean beef would be okay, but like ground chuck stick. Versus like Lay's standard potato chips, I would say it's probably about. A toss what do you up. think about the keto diet? That's, you, I'm in support. I'm in support. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm on the behind it. I'm down with the keto. I'm down with the keto, man. I'm down with the paleo. I'm down with the keto. Down with the veg. Down with the veg. You saw Eminem came out with a new album. That's cool. Have you listened to it? No. Yeah. No, I he I, I never listened to uh, Eminem after the Marshall Mathers LP. He's so angry. Yeah, but that was what was really good about it because then he was angry like at regular life. I mean, you know he's I mean? he's he he's a he's a lyrical genius. Like I mm. listen I listen to very he ha, he released like a thirty song album. Thirty wow. like, ridiculous. So, anyways, but. Yeah, it just it once again just showed me it's like. Yeah, I mean Eminem is a, what like one of the guys of our generation. You know what I mean? Eminem and is he's important in the history of hip hop, and he's extremely talented. And um, I listened to that Marshall Mathers LP a hundred times. Yeah, and if you listen to his wordplay, it is quite quite crazy. But there's also something about a, ra- a rapper, especially, and the being scrappy. <laughs> like when they don't have it yet like it's hard to watch him now like when he's been totally loaded for 40 you know not 40 years but geez what 20 years yeah I mean, and he's i mean he's uh, getting uh, he's, he's, he's sobered up he's been yeah, so right, he's been right. sober for like 11 years he's kind of like the old guy you're know, you gonna rap about your morning coffee <laughs> you know what i mean the guys riding buses down eight mile to a car factory and living in a trailer so so you think do you think when you get famous and rich that you lose your creative edge I, to an extent yeah yeah definitely yeah see that was the grateful dead's uh uh thing it's like it they, they never trying al- to stay they never <laughs> allowed themselves they <laughs> never allowed themselves to get rich because they were just so busy getting high and travel yeah. traveling no but they were pretty rich though too i mean they drove they the were well and i mean they nice were houses. they struck me as the people who were wet like they, they weren't hurting for anything like, don't be fooled they weren't hurting for anything but they also they, weren't, they were pretty lavish this, though. I mean, they would go to the Hawaii and rent all houses. In we're a row. talking by the time in the late '80s they were rich. But yeah. I'm talking all the way up until that point. Yeah, no, up until then it was. And what do you was, know? It was tough. right it was after like they were all broke right after all the, the late '80s they started to suck. Right. So, but there you go. Right. Right. You know, it's just I think some of it has to do with youth too. Youth, yeah. You know, when you, especially if you're something like a rapper, that's a physical thing. You know. I don't care who you are. By the time you're in your late 30s, like you're not gonna be on a rap battle stage, like in a little like sweaty club, like tearing <laughs> people apart. Like it's just not gonna happen. Anyways, he he came back just to show these youngins how to do it. I think that was his mindset too. The last thing I heard from him was a diss track. Yeah. Against uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Because Machine Gun Kelly said something about his. His daughter. Well, he dissed him. Uh, they did. He, and, Machine uh, Gun Kelly started it. Well, obviously, I mean that's how a young up and coming. But you know what Machine Gun Kelly did? Yeah, he lost that battle. I think he got de- sure. put oh, down yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Of course, because Eminem just destroyed. He, he he attacks all these people. <laughs> like, don't get on his bad. Don't, you don't, don't get on like his bad side. Eminem's rap bad side. He's gonna drop some bars on you. Yeah. Uh, but Machine Gun Kelly, then you know what he did <laughs> these last couple years? He or in the last year, 2020, he dropped a. Like a punk album. Oh, tight! It's actually it's not bad. Yeah, that's cool. I'm like he's playing he's playing guitar on it. Yeah, go stuff. machine gun. And it, it's go like, gun. It's like what a. Do you think his we'll we'll call throw him? it on because I want you to MG? listen. MGK. MGK. Yeah, that's his like. I'd moniker. call him Sheeny. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's dating Megan Fox. Cool. Go Sheeny. Go Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man, bud. I'd call him Mac. No. Oh yeah, Mac. I bet you that they do call him. No, that's kind of a call guy. Hey Mac. What's not? Mac well, no, no. Mac could be a name. You can call a guy Mac. Yeah, Mac's good. Mac's good. Mac's the best. Yeah. Mac's like, bud. Did you ever want to be called? Hey Mac. Did you ever want to be called Jay? 
never been called Jay. Never thought about being called like, Jay. It sounds kind of cool. What's up, Jay? Oh, I like it. I like it. But yeah. that's more like Jason. See, me I'm having the same name as my dad. Yeah. Uh, my dad is JJ. My dad is like known as JJ. See, I, I never peers. knew that. Yeah, we don't call him that. But like in his friends and, you know, business associates, he's JJ. So, you know, I yeah. can't really be JJ and I don't really want to be Johnny. People call me Maddie. Nobody calls you Maddie. Some people call I've me I've never Maddie. ever heard anybody call you Maddie. I've heard older guys call me Maddie for some reason. What's up, Maddie? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Does it bother you? Not really. Because Johnny, for me, is a, is a term of like um, intimacy and endearment. Like my close, yeah, my no, close family calls me Johnny. Yeah, no, it sounds... It would feel weird to call you Johnny. Hey, Johnny. I've been, I've been trying to push the T. See, my middle name is Thomas. Yeah. So, like, in all my in my business dealings, John T. Because Johnson. we run in the same circles, I, a lot of times I go by John T. Like that's my, like that's how I sign emails and stuff. Yeah, cool. So, like, I'm trying to embrace the old like the J, maybe J T. You know, T J. I don't know. We still want to keep this as an interactive uh, with people, you know, uh, you know, coming on the show and everything. So, anyways. We're just having a lot of fun, and it's been a you know been a been a trying year for a lot of people. But uh, we're an optimistic bunch, and uh, there's always something to be grateful for, and there's always something to look forward to. And we wish you the absolute best, 2021. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year! Peace. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Aging Millennials Podcast.